The Paternity Test is a comedy podcast for adults. If you're not a grown-up, get off the internet. It's a horrible place. From Illinois and New York, it's the Paternity Test. This week, deep fried pilgrim dreams, a ladder, ten years in the making, New Year's in March, and life affirming corn mazes. And now, three fathers with no sense of smell. Here are the dads. Welcome to episode 18 of The Paternity Test. I'm Todd Jay in the Chicago suburbs. I'm Matt Barese in Chicago. And there's no Dave Ingle in upstate New York. He is working hard and making a difference, but he may be joining us a little bit later. Yeah, but until then, welcome back to the podcast that's tastier than a croissant taco. So it sounds like Taco Bell is rolling out a new breakfast product. I think they replaced their, what, they replaced their breakfast waffle or their waffle taco that nobody liked with a biscuit taco? Why haven't they done the one thing that actually naturally takes the shape of a taco is like a pancake, right? Oh, It's just a right. flat round, like a tortilla. It's like a tortilla. Uh-huh. It's just like a, thi- you know, it's, it's a it's a fluffy tortilla. So you just, it's a blueberry tortilla. Yeah. <laughs> and... You could just fold that'd be like a soft taco. It'd be like a mm-hmm. pancake soft taco breakfast food. And they haven't done that yet, right? It's it's been the waffle and now a biscuit. These are things that don't naturally fold into a a soft taco shape. And biscuits, first of all, I don't like biscuits because I'm not from the south or, I love or an animal. Really? I love biscuits. I make biscuits, I eat biscuits, I uh, sleep on biscuits. I love biscuits. So flowery. I mean F L O U R E. Like you Sure. Bite it, and then dryness goes in your it mouth. It is mostly flour. It is mostly flour, but I like to i i use them as a vehicle to carry other other things that are full of moisture. So then I don't get that dry biscuit flavor because everything's got gravy on it. It's biscuits and gravy, or it's you know I can make biscuits with the sausage already in them, so you have a little something there for some moisture. But or you just add a whole bunch of butter. Oh, butter is good. Biscuits butter will good. biscuits are good. Lubricate your throat. So but the biscuits but a biscuit does not go into a taco shape. You can't fold it around your food. You have to like slice it and put it in there like a sandwich. So how do they make it? How do they make a biscuit into a taco? How do they make a flaky croissant into a taco? Now, there's a picture here so you can see. How do you keep a wave upon the sand? How do you solve a problem like Maria? There you go. How do you hold the moonlight in your hand? How do you know if he really loves you? Well, if he buys you a croissant taco from Taco Bell, it must be love. It must be something. (laughs) This is... Mostly. (laughs) So croissant this taco, a, they moved on. This is a on. classic Taco Bell ploy, which is take the same ingredients and change same the order of them and call it yep. something else. And this is not really a taco. They are really, it is. It's a sandwich. It's eggs, sausage, and croissant. Yeah. And they folded it. So it's, it it's is a, any breakfast sandwich selling, at any yeah. fast food place, and they have folded it. And yeah. they have just made a croissant that is greasy enough that it folds comfortably. It is like calling a portfolio a leather taco or a like a 
a ruled <laughs> notebook. Sure. A paper taco. Anything that you could manage to bend enough to get around some other ingredients, you can call a taco. Mm-hmm. Bend a it sh- like taco. Yeah, a shoe taco. Yeah. What would you bend your shoe around your foot in your sock? I would hopefully take the shoe off my foot and then bend it around some delicious ingredients. Oh, and then eat it. And then eat it. Like <laughs> Charlie Chaplin in the gold rush. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, they're calling it a taco because they folded it. whoop de doo Taco Bell, you're genius engineers. Well, I'm holding out for, for the for the cronut taco. Have you had a cronut? No, I haven't. Here's the deal with the cronut. I haven't had a cronut brand cronut, but I've had, sure. like, knockoff cronut. The, do- the uh, Dunkin' Donuts croissant donut? I think I had it at a mom-and-pop shop, but, but yeah. And it was better than a croissant, less good than a donut. Yeah, I never know how I feel about croissants unless they've got other things going on like the croissants that have a big hunk of chocolate in the middle are pretty good i believe they call them chocolate croissants sure you can do that i wouldn't argue but yeah so if a croissant is better than a loaf of bread but not as good as a donut a croissant is better than a punch in the face but not as good as a donut so you're really just taking donuts down a notch yes i mean anything you mix with a donut is going to be worse than a donut but better than the thing that you mixed with a donut right i don't know unless you're making like a donut burger like if you slice you know these that sounds fantastic yeah that's crazy talk like you put a, do- a donut around a burger a bacon cheeseburger burger. yeah a bacon cheeseburger with a donut bun that might improve on a donut i think it's one of one of the possibilities sure well so what's next where does where where does taco bell go next and they're i mean pretty soon they're gonna run out of things to fold into tacos brioche yeah i mean you're gonna you're running out of baked goods here you've tried you've tried waffles you've tried pretzel bread they still haven't gone pancake though i can't believe they haven't gone pancake you think you'd start at pancake yeah you'd start at pancake (laughs) instead they picked the most difficult leavened breads (laughs) to i don't know uh, how about a pie how about we fold a pie around eggs (laughs) yeah they're salting crackers i don't know Uh, apple let's fold an apple around (laughs) some eggs I, i don't know what's going on in the taco bell development kitchen but they're just grasping at straws here. Like, I look forward to all this breakfast flailing coming to an end at all the restaurants. Yeah, people don't want your breakfast, especially at places where they don't expect to get breakfast. Taco Bell, stop trying to serve breakfast. Forget it. Stop it. Well, has no one, when I drive past a fast food place, not to say that I don't love fast food breakfast in that disgusting way, but when I drive past, when I'm late for work mm. and I'm driving past, or you know what I mean, rushing to work, yeah, and going past a fast food place and there's a half hour line, of people who also should be rushing for work, and they're all getting breakfast, I think to myself, don't you guys know what a lean pocket is? Exactly. There's all kinds of crap you can grab. Breakfast is the easiest meal you can just grab on the go from as you walk out the door. Frankly, even to a cook it. I mean, I fry a couple a... of eggs and some sausage every morning. Yeah. And then I make a, a crumpet or a... Incidentally, I introduced my daughter to crumpets the other day. I said, would you like a crumpet? <sighs> she put both hands to her mouth, and then she went... <laughs> which is ring of fire i was so proud <laughs> she just pulled that one right out just completely pulled out some johnny cash nice but then again she did uh once shoot a man in reno just to watch him die and now it's time for but wait there's more where if you call now we'll throw in an extra set of steak knives so it was just daylight savings time fall ahead Fall, fall behind. back, fall. Fall back. This is the one where it's better because Be- everything's about to be terrible. It's better for one day, but then right, you you're gain depressed an hour, for six months. 
You're depressed till March. To and from work in complete darkness. Yes, exactly. Uh huh. So enjoy your hour. <laughs> and unfortunately, I always blow my hour. And if you recall last year, I watched television, usually in the middle of the night, not a ton of television, and I watched things I've DVR'd. Yeah. So, so at this point, I never accidentally stumble upon anything. It's not like when you were young and you'd watch, you'd accidentally watch 400 music videos in a row because you forgot to get up from the couch. Mm-hmm. Or you'd just suddenly find yourself in the middle of a Ronald Reagan Western movie or something, right? Like, now it's DVR. You watch only the things you want to watch that somebody told you to watch. Yeah. Except last year, I was on the couch and suddenly found myself watching an infomercial called Never Buy Another Rake, which I believe was about some sort of leaf blower <laughs> that was going to solve all my problems. Sure. And I looked up and I realized I'd watched it for an hour. Oh, so an hour. my hour. About... I blew my extra hour watching a leaf blower infomercial. Yeah. Which I didn't purchase. I could use one. My yard looks terrible. And now you got to buy a rake. I can't buy another rake. They told me I couldn't. <laughs> I'll never buy another rake. <laughs> When you're up watching TV and it hits that daylight savings hour, like, does anything weird happen in in the world? Like, I've always been asleep during that hour. So does the clock go from 159 to 1 a.m.? All the, the hands go backwards. It's really creepy. <laughs> Is yeah. this room actually stretching? Actually, it's Y2K happens. You need your glow sticks and your bottled water. The computers just can't handle it. And all your uh, your Palm Pilots stop keeping track of the date. <laughs> your beeper won't take any calls. <laughs> I'll tell you what changes at Daylight Savings Time is that I become filled with trick-or-treat candy. Oh, yeah. Now that they've moved it, mm-hmm. now, now that it lines up. It used to actually happen before Halloween, so you'd always trick-or-treat in the dark. And now it's a little later. They pushed it back, so you get more... So people don't enter a SADS, you know, seasonal affective disorder. Yeah, almost all of trick-or-treating was in the light. Or yeah. Four to six. Four. Was, yeah, four to uh-huh. six. Because it used to be in the dark. So 4.30 was dark. And now they push that back till after Halloween. So And that last hour is just <laughs> the teenagers and the kids from bad neighborhoods who've come to your good neighborhood to get your candy. Mm-hmm. After four to six. Yeah, they're just wearing hoodies. They're, actually, my Go daughter inside. today gave me a, a an idea for the costume next year because i don't like to dress up and like the, like the teenagers that walk around in their hoodies but still want candy she said just tell everybody that you're a werewolf on a moonless night oh there you go and then you don't that's your costume i'm just a guy mm-hmm. i'm a werewolf it's just you know it's not a full moon so sorry i'm a hulk who's not mad <laughs> yeah there you go just a guy in purple Which pants means you're just a, like a physicist then right, right. <laughs> i'm just a nervous physicist <laughs> so, next year i'm thinking about being a helicopter parent and like dressing as a helicopter, but oh. then holding like an SAT prep book and a forgotten lunch bag. Well, you just you just gave it away. Now there's going to be 30 of those on your block next year. Oh, shoot. I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> we'll edit it out. You know, I saw a lot of other than Star Wars, which was everything this year. Every uh-huh. man, woman, and child of every age was Star Wars. Saw a lot of Slash this year for some reason. The guitarist from Yes, yeah, so I went to Roses? an adult party and there were two Slashes. Oh, and then I saw awkward. another Slash later on, too. See, I went as I went as Buckethead, the guy who came after Slash and Guns N' Roses at War. Oh Kentucky yeah, with the chicken, chicken bucket, bucket on his head. Yeah, that, that. who could also be called Greasy Air. <laughs> sure, I would never put a chicken bucket <laughs> on my head. 
So did you buy something from your uh, watching of extra infomercial hour this Well, year? it happened again. I ate the Halloween candy. I fell into a coma on the couch. Wow. I think a show had been paused. It came off a pause and went to a random channel and started showing me an infomercial. And this infomercial was for the master-built Butterball Indoor Electric Turkey Fryer. Oh, the actual Butterball brand one. Like licensed. Well, they probably licensed the name Butterball from Butterball. Right, so Master Bill called Butterball and said, can we put Butterball on here? And everybody wins. Except Just keep saying Butterball. Butterball, Butterball, but, but Butterball. So it is an indoor turkey fry. So you could just, you don't have to wait for the hot oil to run to the house from the garage. You could just burn your house down directly from inside your kitchen. Well, in this way, when you explode your fryer and uh, you're not on the driveway writhing around in pain with no one knowing to call 911. You're in your kitchen with the drapes on fire, and your wife can call 911 for you. I've always wanted to fry a turkey. can't believe you haven't. I know you've eaten fried turkey. Yeah, but because of the whole, like, giant vat of oil, I just don't know what to do with the oil afterwards. I don't know what I'm, you know, so... You pour it over the castle wall on marauders. (laughs) Yeah, it's bonkers, man. And this one was for putting, like, a 25-pound turkey in, so it was like a whirlpool bath that you have to put in your kitchen. Now, this is, of course, because it's about frying. Both the people on the infomercial were Southern, and they were even advertising a book that came with it, or a CD that came with it. I think it was a DVD-ROM. Uh, that came with it, CD-ROM, <laughs> called Dad Gum. That's great <laughs> turkey, or Goldern. That's good turkey. <laughs> Seriously, that's what it was. I think it was Dad Gum. That's da- good turkey. Probably da- Dad Gum. I'm seeing one that'll do a 14 pound turkey, but this must be a an extra large one that you've. They were. They were. Uh, it might have been 14 pound, but it was. It was like when they would back the camera up and show you how big this thing was on the kitchen counter. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would have been it would have looked preposterously large in your kitchen, let alone my city now, kitchen. Now, did they then start frying other things in it to show you that you can do more with it than just use it once a oh, year? Of course they did. They were frying. Oh wait, there. there's more. You could well, fry they said, an entire pumpkin. Yes, you could, and you could fry a pumpkin. You could fry a toddler. <laughs> you could fry anything. It was it was about four times the size of my wife's towel warmer. Mm-hmm. And that's for putting robes in. <laughs> uh, they Well, one thing they said was, because uh, I was like, man, that's big. Who can put that in their house? And they said, this food's so moist, you don't need no gravy? And the other guy said, gravy is a thing of the past. No. Which made me kind of depressed. I don't yeah. want to live in a world with no gravy. No, 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 no gravy. That makes me want to go on a mission to destroy all indoor turkey fryers. Right. You'll be like the turkey fryer Terminator? Yeah. Go back in time. You'll be completely naked. You'll have to find another suburban dad. Tell him to take his clothes off so you can put them on. <laughs> like, take off your khakis. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll destroy all the turkey fryers to save the gravy from the future. After <laughs> gravy judgment day. <laughs> Even though the device is very large, because you don't have to store all that gravy anymore, you have room for the fryer. Oh, so you put the fryer in your gravy cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yep. I'm gonna, I can really clean out this gravy pantry now. <laughs> Thank goodness. I don't need to keep these shelves full of gravy. <laughs> well, now there is one. Here's a Butterball XXL that does a 22-pound turkey indoor. Yeah, Masterbelt. So this must Butterball be Butterball XXL is also the kind of clothing I would need to sure. buy. 
after purchasing this thing. And yes, of course they said, but wait, you can fry anything in this here giant fryer. And they're Southern guys. And I realize people fry stuff in the South because people in the South are disgusting. And they said, here's a Southern treat. I'm making me a pecan oil turkey. What? Yes. He made a pecan-covered, flavored, injected turkey. And gravy's a thing of the past because your meat is now so greasy you don't need it. Slides right down your throat. Mm-hmm. And and of course, you know, this is a, one of these awful single-use appliances. So he said, well, is turkey the only thing you can make in there? And of course, you don't need any stuffing either, which is depressing because stuffing's delicious. So you have to make – now you're making your turkey juicy, but you're making your stuffing dry because you're making it in a loaf pan separately, right? Well, do you really put stuffing inside of your turkey anymore? I Some thought, of it. I thought that was a thing of the past. Mm. You know what should be a thing of the past is even trying to make your turkey not dry and gross. Like my mother and grandmother reach into the oven and keep basting the turkey with a baster, mm-hmm. which is the same as just letting the heat out of your oven occasionally. Yeah. It it probably adds, over the course of the day, they probably added two and a half hours onto their cooking time because mm-hmm. the oven's constantly having to reheat. Now, I have to say, I I did make a turkey. One time we hosted Thanksgiving, and my turkey was not dry. I did the I did the Alton Brown brine turkey thing where you take you the turkey in a five gallon bucket of brine overnight mm-hmm. and you take it out at five in the morning and uh, I think I can't remember now what it was or something with the temperature too where you start I think you start it in whatever the hottest temperature your oven will go to for one hour and then you turn it down to three fifty for the rest of the time it was the best it was so the does best. the salt in the water in the brine help the water permeate the turkey. Like it draws out like it equalizes. Yeah, I don't know. It does something because it draws it out the turkey, internal turkey pressure. Yeah, I don't know what it does. What brine does? I'm not a brine scientist. Makes your sea monkeys grow and they moisten <laughs> the turkey for you while you sleep. But it sure does uh, make for a moist turkey. That's for sure. Mm, yeah, our turkeys are, are perfectly good at uh, at Thanksgiving. If you really want a moist turkey, don't buy a butterball all breast mutant post 50s gmo turkey like go get go get an heirloom turkey that's small and costs a fortune you know there's wild turkeys that walk around my neighborhood what there's there's a little forest preserve and as i drive to work most mornings there's like 10 or 12 wild turkeys you know walking outside of like come outside the tree line to eat whatever's in the grass out there well goldern you gotta get yourself one of them delicious (laughs) wild turkeys From the forest to the fryer, (laughs) to your table in a matter of minutes. I was reading, I stumbled upon a thing about invasive species in Illinois. Mm -hmm. And I was reading about invasive species in Ohio the other day. Evidently, that's my other hobby is reading about invasive species. And it turns out that wild boars are a problem in our states. And I I don't know if they're actually wild boars. I think they are feral farm pigs, right? Because this isn't Britain. There aren't wild boars. Well, they've got like the little like the little horns on their snouts. I don't know. Do they? And do they hang out with a with a meerkat and sing songs about lions? <laughs> about relaxing? <laughs> yeah, I, I, guess. I guess that was a warthog, not a wild boar. But uh, tomatoes, tomatoes. Yeah, exactly. I didn't. I, we don't have those around here. I don't know where they. Maybe I guess in the forests. I guess you get a wild boar. I don't know. You got wild turkeys. You wild turkeys, but I think they're native. I think, you know, turkeys are, uh, this is their natural habitat. They were here first. We've just stolen their land. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to offer them some blankets with smallpox on it, but they wouldn't Yeah, but take then you them. can't eat them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> 
the smallpox that keeps it moist. <laughs> so they did fry other things, and they said that the value of buying this turkey fryer is that you can then make 25 gallons of fish fingers, and mm-hmm. you can make, they made five pounds of buffalo wings for tailgating. And they said, you can make, you don't just have to make one thing, you can get our special compartmentalized basket. And they zoomed in, and somebody had two gloves on their hands, and they pulled out a giant basket that was filled with French fries and hush puppies and fish sticks and, I don't know what, corn poppers. Like, just Mm. balls of things with breading and grease, all of which were glistening in the sun and dripping with oil. And they're like, that's good eating for your whole family! And they showed a table (laughs) that was completely strewn with various things they'd fried in these 25-pound frying (laughs) bathtubs. And it was all just greasy and disgusting and dripping through the table. Your family will live forever on this stove. <laughs> You'll never grow old and you're never going to die. <laughs> DCFS should take your children away <laughs> if you buy That's this device. True. Yeah, this table laid out with fried things was like Norman Rockwell by way of junior samples. It's the new American dream. Well, you'll... I have plenty of dreams during your sleepless night as you have a gallbladder attack while, <laughs> while lying there completely filled with hush puppies that you made. And how much oil do you put in that thing? So do you need 20-gallon vats of – you need, like, barrels of cooking oil outside your house? I really don't understand. Well, I guess if you're putting in a giant 22-pound turkey, it's going to displace a lot of that space. So maybe, maybe because it's so compact in there, it uses less oil because of the displacement factor. I don't know. But uh, I imagine you'll be investing in some some large containers of oil. The whole thing about frying that weirds me out is that you don't have to. I guess you can keep the oil and you reuse it a few times. That's which disgusting. Kind of weirds me out. Yeah, but then the also the idea of throwing out a gallon of oil every time I make something is also weird. Well, how Matt? Especially when, since we've reached peak oil. Think about every time that you go. You know, get whatever you get at fast food place that it's like that oil is new every day the oil gets soaked up into the food and then they just keep adding more oil Uh, that's like the bread you know that they always keep a little a little chunk off of and it's like the bread from you know it's like three thousand year old bread dough and every time they make it they they add more to it but then they cut off a little chunk and you save that one for the next round oh it's like a yeast feeder yeah Yeast feeder. I was in a band called Yeast Feeder. <laughs> what did you play? Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> Fleetwood Mac tribute band, Yeast Feeder. <laughs> it's the same thing. The oil, it's not like they go, oh, time to dump out yesterday's oil. It's Yesterday's oil got soaked up in the fries, and there's half of it left, and they just add more oil to it. Yesterday's oil was my Fleetwood Mac cover band. <laughs> yesterday's oil, yesterday's oil. <laughs> Don't you look back. Yeah, but here's the deal. You know what else is gross? Firing a bolt into the forehead of a cow, chopping its head off, butchering it, and then taking chunks of it and cooking it and eating it. But as long as somebody else is doing it for me, I do not care. I don't care what orphans make my tennis shoes. I don't care what has to die to feed me. And I don't care what happens with the oil inside the McDonald's. But I do care. This is a NIMBY problem. This is not in my backyard problem. What I don't want is reused oil in my kitchen where I can see what a disgusting human being I am. Yeah, so you just need to have someone else fry your food for you then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Everything everything I've ever tried to fry in my life, and I consider myself a decent enough cook, and everything I've ever tried to fry in my life is never as good as when someone puts it in a good old deep fryer in a restaurant and does it for me. 
Well, yeah, it's always they have the basket the, and they have the right heat and yeah. they have the right space. And mm-hmm. it's either the batter's always falling off of what I do, or it doesn't. You know, it's not even. It's not crunchy enough. It stays soggy. I can't get it right. You know, I would never try to make fried chicken in my house. There's know? just certain things that you go out and get, and that's what's beautiful about it. And fried food is one of those things. I really do want to try to make my own cheese sticks, though. I don't know why. I've I've been like obsessing over it lately, like taking taking string cheese cut in half and using those little things to like you know put some panko breadcrumbs on them and why are you make my own cutting it in half? Can't you just throw the cheese stick in the panko? I don't think you want an entire. That's really long. I guess it's oh you mean cut it in half lengthwise? Because if you tried to pick it up, oh yeah, I was (laughs) going to make like half moon. <laughs> oh, then then they wouldn't roll around on you. Oh, there you go. You could set them on the counter. You could even set them on. You know, if your house is settled, funny. <laughs> yeah, sure. See, you know, this is we should be doing an infomercial right now. You know, in infomercials, how they always show the actors mm-hmm. completely unable to do normal yeah. life things. Yeah, and this how, one, you, the, how can you show- eat your cheese sticks when they're constantly rolling off of your <laughs> table? She cut away to black and white footage of a lady like all the cheese sticks are on the floor, and she looks at the camera and wah wah. <laughs> Now, with the new paternity test flat cheese sticks. <laughs> Although, you know, there's a restaurant that may, oh, TGI Fridays. And if you if you go there and buy cheese sticks, they're flat. They've already, <laughs> they've beaten us to the punch. Damn it. Damn you, TGI Fridays. Uh, there, goes my, there goes my CD-ROM. Dad gum, that's some hemispherical cheese sticks. Hey, folks, you already shop on Amazon. Why don't you put those dollars to work keeping this show on the air? And you can do it by using the Amazon portal on the support page at paternitypodcast.com. When you want to buy something on Amazon, you know you do. Go to paternitypodcast.com, click on the support page. You'll see an Amazon bar there, and when you click on that, Amazon opens up on your Computron. All you have to do is do your shopping. You don't have to sign up for anything. You don't have to make up a password. You don't have to put in your credit card information again. You can use your Prime. You can use all your Amazon bells and whistles. Amazon knows you came through the portal. The drones flying outside your house look in your window and tell them that you used our portal, and they send us some of their profits, and we use that money to keep this show on the air. Todd, have you bought anything on Amazon lately? Yeah, I had an impulse buy the other day. We were, you know, we've been in our house for ten years, and our we have these vinyl shutters on our windows in the front and backyards that that have faded now. And they need to be repainted or somehow refurbished or replaced altogether. And, you know, I keep putting it off because I keep telling Kelly, well, we only have a six-foot ladder. I don't have any way to get to the upper <laughs> ones. And, uh, you know, we've looked at longer ladders before, and and I don't want to get – we have some high ceilings, so when we paint, which I always avoid doing, I always say I need a taller ladder. I just don't want to get an extension ladder because that won't necessarily work inside the house, and I don't – you know, so I, what I wanted was one of those, I think it's called a little giant or something that folds and locks into different. So it becomes an extension ladder, but also an A-frame ladder. Or you could also, I think, lock it in to do like something else funky with it. And uh, Believe it or not, that's the other. I was trying to think of what the other infomercial I watched last year. Because two years ago, never, was never buy, buy another, another ladder. Rake. <laughs> I bought, it was the little giant ladder. Yeah, so I wanted a little giant. So I was... Because the, the the people who can't do normal things in the little giant infomercial are people bringing like a fifty foot painter's ladder into their living room mm-hmm. and then swinging it around and comically <laughs> smashing all their lamps. Yes, yeah. So you know, this will make your life so much easier. So mm-hmm. I decided to get one of these ladders. So you never bought a ladder when you didn't you? You've been in your house for how many years now? Ten, Ten years. years. Ten years. Yeah. 
and didn't it take you ten years to paint the house for the first time? Yeah, like, and I gradually did it on my six foot ladder. So even though I told Kelly all those years we couldn't paint our our bedroom because I needed a taller ladder, turns out I I could have I did it on our regular ladder. Ah, uh, did she know? Well, she was there. I just kind of were said, you standing oh, on I... the standing on the. This is not a step part, though. I'm sure I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is definitely not a step. <laughs> so, the third one down is this is not a step. The yeah. second one from the top is this is definitely not a step. The first one is don't say we didn't warn you. Yeah, so you're on your own now. Yeah, the very top one's just nice knowing you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so I was typically on that one mm-hmm. during the during that time, and uh, so to get to these shutters, I, I needed a, a taller ladder, and so I I, I, w- I went online and I and I saw it. And you know how on Amazon it shows you the per, the the price and then the percent off that it that that it is, mm-hmm. and so I thought that I you know I'm like well, this is a good deal I'm just gonna do this. It was like a three hundred dollar ladder that was on that was like I got for one hundred sixty nine dollars. I thought well that's pretty good, but then after I made the purchase, I I had instant buyer's remorse, like instant buyer's remorse, and I thought well wait a minute, I still spent one hundred sixty nine dollars on a ladder, which seems like not something like I could get a lot of different. Really good things for one hundred sixty nine dollars that aren't allowed. Think of how many counter mounted apple peelers you could get for one hundred sixty nine dollars. Yes, think of how many turkey fryers I could put on my countertop. Hey, the master built butterball turkey tub was <laughs> how much would you think you'd pay for that? Four hundred dollars? No. Three hundred dollars? No. Two hundred dollars? No. Five easy payments of thirty nine ninety five. So not two hundred dollars, my friend. A hundred and ninety nine, eighty for the same price as my ladder. That's right. You could be deep frying your dog right now instead <laughs> of just what being several feet off the ground. Yeah, several, up to fifteen, I think, on this one. Holy smokes! Well, and that's the other thing is that I, it's a seventeen foot ladder, but the highest step you could step on it says it's fifteen feet off the ground. And then I started to think, well, maybe that's not tall enough. And now I've bought. A hundred sixty nine dollar ladder that isn't even going to get me as to the place I need to go. So you might as well buy no ladder. You might as well just take a hundred and sixty nine dollar exactly. bill and flush it down the toilet. Yeah, and so I'm haven't even told Kelly that I bought this ladder yet. I'm trying <laughs> to formulate a reason why I bought it and why it was a good deal and 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 I'm afraid to. I'm I'm so convinced that I maybe made a mistake here that I haven't even done wanted to go online to do the research of is if I really did get a good deal or not. You might be able to cancel it if you didn't prime it too fast. Oh, I'm sure it's on a truck somewhere already on its way to me. It's on a drone flying through the air towards your house. I mean, yeah. if you Amazon now it, it's already set up in your yard. <laughs> I'm going to walk out and, and hit my head on a ladder in the morning. <laughs> you wake up and there's going to be a ladder in my bedroom. You're my going to be so mad. You bought you spent 200 bucks on a ladder that's too short for what we even need it for. And you'll say, no, I, I bought it for my mistress. Wait, no. <laughs> it's, supposed, it's for my other family. Wait, no. <laughs> uh, but wait, what's so special about this damned ladder? Is it shaped like something other than a ladder? Like, is it circular or... No, treads or it does just it has have apps. It just kind of folds in different ways and has different ways of of extending. But what other way would you fold it? Would you fold it so that it's also a jungle gym? Or would you fold it so you could do that basic training arm swinging thing? Well, it see now that I think about it, it doesn't even do that. I think it's either becomes an A frame ladder, so it's just a regular ladder. Oh, okay, so either A frame or what do you call not A frame extension? Okay. 
Like an extension. So that's what ladder. it does. A tall it doesn't do anything ladder. else, does it? Does it make a table? It doesn't. Because they have I those. The little two. giant does that. See the little giant, yeah, the one that where you could like put it on a step and then stand on it. Yeah. Paint like a, like a little scaffold, like a mini scaffold. It makes a scaffold. Does yours make pretty a scaffold? Sh- pretty sure it doesn't. See, does I think I got, I got caught up in the moment of seeing a ladder and a, what I thought was a deal, and I'm like, I'm going to just jump on this before it goes away. And now I realize that I just got suckered into the, you know, the glamour of owning a. <laughs> a, a multi-folding ladder. You didn't look on Consumer Reports to see if it was the best I don't know what available? I was thinking. Something, I'm, I'm off. I don't know. What, I, I, I should have been researching a ladder for at least a month before I bought one. That's your MO. And I completely impulse bought a ladder. You were so jacked on fun-sized Three Musketeers. Well, that was probably part of it. Mm-hmm. I think it was early in the morning, too, and I was caught me You're off guard because s- I wasn't even looking for a ladder. But somehow Amazon knew I was looking for a ladder, and it said, hey, you want this ladder. And I go, you know what? I do. I do. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do this thing, Amazon. Let's go. So now uh, I'm going to have a ladder. Probably going to be sleeping with it in the garage. Mm-hmm. With your haunted, haunted gas station toy. Please pick up a fuel nozzle. Climb <laughs> up that ladder you bought and pick up my fuel nozzle. Please, Todd. Please. If you like the paternity test, please help us tell other people about it. Be sure to subscribe on however you receive your podcasts on your mobile device. And if you use the podcast app on an iPhone, uh, you can go in there and you can subscribe and also leave a review. It's quick and easy, and it improves our iTunes ratings and helps new listeners find us. Listener EMH1975 just did that and wrote, These guys are great. It doesn't matter if you have kids, never want kids, or even hate kids. You will enjoy this show. And you can read our monthly column, Viva Daddy, in Chicago Parent Magazine and the Paternity Test blog every week at chicagoparent.com. Todd, this past week I wrote a piece uh, where I proposed a new federal holiday calendar. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because we've, we've talked about this before, I think. Mm-hmm. We're all kind of against this whole time from, from a Halloween through New Year's. Too many holidays too close together. Exactly. Makes it no fun. And January and February just make, are, are a huge letdown. Yes, yeah, so putting away your Christmas decorations should end with a creaking sound as you your belt breaks your neck as you <laughs> hang from the rafters in your attic where you just put your tree. Because you've gone from a party a day for two months, three mm-hmm. months, to nothing but misery for three months. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. So I rearranged the calendar, and somebody took me to task for it. Someone oh, no. in the comment section of ChicagoParent.com called me an ugly, self-centered American who wants to rearrange the world's Christian holidays. They said I'm a new wave liberal commie pinko bedwetter who wants to destroy rich cultural heritage in in, in uh, favor of like new wave woo. I don't think those things are true about me. Uh, also, I was just kidding. Sometimes people don't realize that. Um but how do you what do you what do you think of my new layout here? I moved uh so I start with Civil Rights Day in January. So I take Martin Luther King Day and then many states have other civil rights holidays like mm-hmm. Rosa Parks Day. So I put that in January, Civil Rights Day. Okay. And what, like what, what I want to do is like for some of the holidays, some of the holidays are just big blowouts and some is I try and alternate thinky do-gooder kind of political holidays. Mhm. The way our Memorial Day and, and Veterans Day and 
Martin Luther King Day. You know how those are like, you know, a time for introspection. And then some are a time for eating and drinking lots of things, right? So I try to put the thinky holidays interspersed with the big blowout holidays so you get a little break. Mm -hmm. Put all the holidays on Saturday and you get a federal three-day weekend. So you get Friday off. So Thursday you go to work. Friday you get an eve dinner if you want. Saturday you party. Sunday you recover. So none of that weird Easter Sunday, but you're at work the next day. And none of the weird, like, Thanksgiving's kind of Thursday, so what about Friday kind of stuff, right? We just, it's, it's always even. So civil rights in January, love, romance in February, mm-hmm. March is New Year's. Oh. And we just start the calendar in March because New Year's Eve, the drinkingest holiday of all, and you're drinking at midnight, is on a night that's always a blizzard. Yeah. You immediately, uh, after you have your last drink, you know, at, at 12.30 or whatever, after after you celebrate New Year's Eve, get mm-hmm. in your car and just slide your way back home. Yeah, you literally toast before getting in your car. So you actually consume alcohol immediately before getting in your car and then drive straight into a blizzard, which is a, like, that's, I think, why Webster's parents never came home. I'm, I'm liking this so far. Great. So that's why March. Why are we so April- attached to the time of the year with some of these holidays? Most of them were... were pretty randomly selected anyway very randomly selected and that's the thing don't get all pissed off because i moved christmas the baby jesus was not born on december 25th no sorry no idea when he was born and they didn't they made that date up in the fourth century no it had to be in the there were because of the shepherds tending to their sheep or whatever Mm -hmm. i mean that would tell you that it's a warmer time of year it's april i think most of the consensus was jesus was born in april Right, I guess they just moved it so the Easter and Christmas wouldn't fall in the same month. Well, they, <laughs> yeah, that's a big, that's a big, that's a huge swing, and you know, mm-hmm. he's born, he's dead, he's back. Well, they just wanted to take over the pagan holiday that was in December and replace it with a religious holiday. Right, so the Romans were awesome at that. They said they took yeah. the dates that were already holidays, and then they just kind of jimmied their religion into it, so they didn't have to bulldoze over everybody's religion entirely. They just bolted on a different religion. They did it. They did it before in pre-Christian Rome. They did it, and in post-Christian Rome, they did it. Very clever. Very clever indeed. So yeah, Christmas doesn't need to be on the twenty-fifth. Easter doesn't need to be on the fifteenth-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and almost every American holiday has been established. Like the dates were chosen since the Roosevelt administration. Yeah, I mean, Thanksgiving got moved twice in the thirties and forties. Uh, all the Veteran and Memorial Day ones are post World War II. So let's not get too attached to these damn. Yeah, uh, it's not like we were our country was founded on these holidays, right? Yeah, Thomas Jefferson wasn't like, "And Thanksgiving shall be." He didn't even think about it. <laughs> uh, so that's so Easter then is or like you know a spring holiday, call it whatever you want, but you can put your Easter on it. Mm-hmm. Is is in April? I get annoyed by Easter because it changes every every year, right? Because it's a lunisolar holiday. Yes. And I really just want it to be the last weekend in March or something. Pick one. Like, just pick a weekend and say it's always going to be the second weekend in March. Always, whatever. But let's just, I, I don't like it. I like it later because then it's, you got to do an Easter egg hunt outside. Oh, sure. And it's then best let's do it the first week in April. Brush the frost off the, uh, off the eggs, right? Mm-hmm. Every one of these holidays, like the second weekend of the month or the third Maybe the third or fourth weekend of the month, because then you can ramp up to it all month. Mm-hmm. Maybe the fourth weekend or the third weekend in every month is this is is your holiday week. Oh, you know what I also put is ethnic drinking day right after New Year's. So you get drunk the night I before like ethnic drinking day, and then you have your Cinco de Mayo 
St. Patrick's Day, Von Steuben Day. Uh, what else is an ethnic drinking holiday? Catherine uh, Pulaski Day. That's when I drink my Zivic beer. <laughs> drink my Peroni on uh, Columbus Day. Uh, yeah, so you just have a big, you have New Year's Eve, and the next day you just get hammered. And that's what you do in March. April, you eat your eggs. Uh, May, what did I put in May? Earth Day? Make Earth Day a big one? Sure. And you can go outside. It's May. You know, you can so you're stuff. guaranteeing at least a three-day weekend every month of the year here. I'm 100% guaranteeing you a three-day weekend every month of the year so we don't work ourselves quite as much to death. Mm-hmm. There's almost a three-day weekend every month of the year now, but it's kind of willy-nilly. June is Mother's and Father's Day. July is kind of like a Patriot Day. That's Veterans Day, Memorial Day, Flag Day, and Fourth of July all rolled up. I'm trying to do this off the top of my head, and I can't remember what the hell I even had on my calendar. But I think August was Family Day. That's a little bit of a punt. That could be anything. We could fill that in with something else because we already had Mother's and Father's Day. September is... Carnival. Oh, right. It's Halloween. September's Halloween, and it's warmer, so you can have your sexy clothes. Well, we had kids that came up uh, at Halloween because it was so miserable this year yet Mm -hmm. again that they were wearing a giant parka with the hood up, and I'd be like, are you wearing a costume? Like, yes, it's under my parka. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'll just believe you. That's what my daughter was. She was a giant parka with a theoretical <laughs> Cinderella costume underneath it. It broke my heart. Okay, what's October? Thanksgiving. Oh, man. You're not going to mess with the pilgrims, are you? Think of how much I'm disrespecting those Think of all puritans. the pilgrims who died on Thanksgiving that we memorialize. Isn't that what we do? What's that holiday for? I, it's for memorializing the day Miles Standish learned to plant fish with corn. And then he's all pissed off because the fish never grew back. <laughs> this is all they got out plant. of this was corn. These Indians punked us. Let's steal all their land and drive them into Oklahoma. <laughs> okay, then November. Well, if you took if you if you took Thanksgiving out of November, that's our only that's the only holiday we have is Thanksgiving in November. So what do we do now? Labor Day. Oh, just moved it all the way over because we need a boring holiday between Thanksgiving and Christmas, so everything isn't too close together. So you get oh, Labor Day, gotcha. you get the day off. It's a day to fight about the plight of the working man for three days and get hammered. And then uh, December is Christmas. And all your other Hanukkah. Sure, your Hanukkah, your Kwanzaa, your... What, what else is December? Not Ramadan. What's the, what's the Muslim one? Yeah, you put them all there. And if, you, you know, if your religion doesn't let you move it, don't move it. You have it whenever you have it. Mm-hmm. But these are the federal holidays. These are the days off from work. You can still have all your other holidays. Almost ought to put like an adult drinking holiday in... Just on a random Saturday somewhere else in the month, too. Mm-hmm. But that kind of screws up my whole plan. So I am i don't know how I get this passed. I don't know if I have to become a presidential candidate. Like, how do you? <laughs> I don't know. I guess uh, you need to watch uh, Schoolhouse Rock and figure out how a bill becomes a law. I don't know. Uh, first you sit on Capitol Hill, and then I don't remember the rest of the rhymes. So I'm out of luck. <laughs> I guess we'll just have to celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's way too close to each other. Uh. Social media isn't just for pins of festive uses of decorative gourds. It's also for us. Like our page on Facebook, share our posts, and follow us on Pinterest, on Instagram at The Paternity Test, and on Twitter at The Dad Test. Send us a question or a comment for the Paternity Test mailbag. Just email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at our phone number, 657-BAD-DADS. It's not that we're bad at parenting. We're bad in the dancing parking garage gang way. Who's bad? And now it's time for Scarred for Life. That's where we keep the therapists of the future in business. Yeah, it's good for the economy, right? Yeah, we're, we're it's a, what do you call that, a 
economy injection. What do you call it? A, a stimulus package. Stimulus. It's a, we had a traumatic experience a year or so ago at, at the last corn maze we went to. Might even be two falls ago that we uh that I lost got lost with my family <laughs> in a corn maze and had to, you know, push my way through the corn till I found open field. And, you know, so ever since then I've had a you know, I've I've had a complex about my uh, corn maze skills. It was the deep water of or it was the open water of mm-hmm. corn mazes. You got left behind by your corn maze guide, and you had nothing to yeah, do but the, survive. You know, they give you a map, but it doesn't. I mean, it's it's not to scale, so it's really hard to figure out if which intersection you're at right now because it all. What is this? A school for ants? <laughs> so the uh, a map. Well, what are the the map? Just looks like does the map just say corn? It's got the whatever shape. You know, they always carve some kind of shape. Into the corn, so uh, map know. is just a corn cob that says you are here on it. You're on corn. I mean, I understand that there's a shape in the maze, but how do you know where you are in the shape if there's no? Well, there's it's a not like a mall directory. It's not an orange Julius to turn left at. There's a there's a starting point, so you just have to tr- you have to track every time you get to an intersection, any kind of intersection in the corn, you have to know what intersection you've gotten to on the map, and you have to track that. And so it's very... Once you start making a couple turns, though, it's very easy to lose track of that. That's how you get lost in the corn maze. So you need to bring a pencil and paper with you? you not necessarily, but you just have to have a good sense of direction and... And put your finger on the map awareness. so you know where you are. Yeah, and then you got to put your finger on the map. And then you get 20 sided to die in case you meet an undead beyonder and you want to attack it with your vorpal sword. Yes, it's good, important to have one of those. Well, we were at a uh, an apple orchard, a local one that does quite a big corn maze, and 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 lucky for us, the corn maze was included in the price of our admission. Well, you got you got screwed on that corn maze, right? Wasn't it a fortune? Yeah, I think the last one I got lost in must have been, uh, I think, an extra seven or eight dollars per person. So it was like thirty dollars to get lost in the corn maze. I haven't paid that much to get lost since I majored in theater. Well, this one, since I figured we, you know. I didn't have to invest anything more in it besides time that we'd try to conquer this corn maze. You know, you brought a scythe with you this time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I brought one of those uh, chipper mowers. What are they called? <laughs> they always advertise on TV that whoever really owns one of those. So, And now, how did the kids feel? Like when you pushed through that corn maze a couple years ago, were, were you hero dad who got him out of the corn maze or were you like the weird old grumpy jerk who destroyed the corn maze for the future families? Like what did the kids think of it last time? Well, I think they wanted to get out as badly as I did, but I think it all, it was one of those quiet car rides home where I failed. You know, I, I talked a big uh-huh. game about, you know, my sense of direction and there's, you know, I, we're going to, there's all these checkpoints that you try to go to and you, they have a separate, a different shape hole punch in each one. So that's how you proved you were there. And I, I f- did not fill out my sheet. We got about halfway through and then we could not find where we were. And then we just started pushing through corn. And so, you know, I let everybody down a little bit. And, uh, yeah, there there hasn't been a more ashamed of dad ride home since Shelley Duvall and the kid from The Shining went home from that hotel. Well, I uh, wanted to give it another shot here, and the kids were on board with it. You know, so we went in, and there's a starting point where you get— They didn't your, want to be ashamed of their old man anymore. They wanted you to redeem yourself so they could walk with their heads held high at school. Yeah, they they were getting made fun of at school, getting picked on. They're always known as the kids who dad couldn't get them out of a corn maze. And they're all bragging about how their dads got them out of corn mazes. All the time. <laughs> oh, every weekend my dad gets us out of a corn maze the right way. 
hey, what are you guys going to do this out of, huh? Not get out of a corn maze with your old man? Yeah, we almost had to move. So uh, Every Father's Day, they won't get out of bed. <laughs> it's always tough around around the holidays. It always comes back. You know, whenever we make cornbread, forget it. They cry. <laughs> they cry. They're through dinner. <laughs> so they had to move closer to a soybean field, <laughs> which is hard because they rotate the crops. So it's like it's, it's soybeans, and then the next time around, it's corn. So you're like, God damn it, you got me again, corn. <laughs> Can't get out of my neighborhood now. Corn, you're my white whale. Well, I was uh, got everyone inside, and Ellie wanted to take the lead, and I was like, "Wait, let's slow down here, Ellie. We're gonna do this right." And which I so I immediately realized after the fact, I'm like, you know what? The first thing I did was ruin it. Like I uh-huh. said, you're an amazing. What do you do about right, old man? <laughs> yeah. Well, because you're in a corn maze, and you're supposed to get lost in a corn maze. You know, yes, you try to win, but, you know, let the, if Ellie wants to take the lead, let her take the lead. But I'm like, no, Ellie, we're going to do this. And so I would, once I figured out the route, luckily, I, maybe the corn maze wasn't that difficult. I thought it was going to be pretty difficult, but then I found a pattern in that I can get to each checkpoint, most of them. There were one or two that were a little different, but I can get to most every checkpoint by always turning left. Every time I come to an intersection, turn left. When you come to a fork in the road, take it. So every time there was an intersection, I would turn. We would turn left, and that would get us to the next checkpoint. For most of it, we had to we had to double back a couple times to get to the you know one or two that were off. But out of the eight checkpoints, we hit all eight. We got all the hole punches, and uh, you know I walked out of there tall and proud. But like even the kids were like, "Can we just go?" They wanted a cut. They found a shortcut to get back to the entrance because they were they were done. They didn't want to get at all eight checkpoints, but I made them. And still like, got no. bored. Well, it's it takes an hour at least. This wasn't. This was not even the most. This was the intermediate. They had. They did have uh, full disclosure. They had a double they had, black diamond col- yes. corn maze. They had three levels of corn maze. They had like one, which I think was just a circle. Like they had like a like a like an intermediate level corn maze, which is just a, a circle cut out. So you just keep walking and you come back out the other end. And then uh, they it's ha- not so much a corn maze as a corn hallway. <laughs> yes, a corn hallway. corn corridor. <laughs> and uh, your corn slalom. Then there's the intermediate one, uh, which had eight checkpoints. And then there's like the advanced one, which I think might have still had eight checkpoints, but they were much more spread out over way more corn. And uh, we coming from all over the world. They had oxygen tanks. They had Sherpas. Yes. And Richard uh, Branson walked past you. <laughs> and so we went to the intermediate because I, I wanted, I, you know, I wanted to set a, I, I wanted a goal that we can achieve and that we can conquer this corn maze. But it still took at least an hour. And it was, it was unseasonably warm that day. And then once you're inside the corn, it's even, I don't know if the, what the, if the corn retains heat or what, but it was hot in that corn maze. And a couple of times, even Kelly's like, let's get out of this thing. And, uh, so again, everybody wanted to give up. Yeah, but I wouldn't let him this time. So we got, so we did hit all eight. We hit all eight checkpoints. We got all eight of our, and then here I am thinking I'm going to walk out of here. Cause they give you the sheet and tell you to do all these hole punches. So I'm like, great. Maybe there's must be some kind of prize at the end. Or like you get, en- you know, if you complete all your things, you get entered in a drawing for a bike or something for your kids. And I walk out, I'm holding this piece of paper up like, we did it. And they're like, okay, have a good day. But I got all the shapes and all the punches and we're here. Like, what's like nothing, nothing, just not even like a pie, not even a the Mexican street corn with mayonnaise and red powder on it. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I call it. 
but I know what you mean. And mayonnaise. It's got mayonnaise in it. Corn, mayonnaise, chili powder or something or whatever it is. And maybe it's cayenne they put on it. I think it's cayenne, yeah. Uh, elotes. Elotes. Yes. They should at least give you some elotes. No, there was mm-hmm. nothing. There was nothing. I'm supposed to just wow. do this for the fun of it? Thank you, Mario, but our princess is in another corn maze. <laughs> That's what I felt like. That's exactly what <laughs> I felt like. Ugh. And yeah. now, did you at least pass some... Did other families give up? Or did you pass any corpses of former <laughs> corn maze people bones, who got lost? Yeah, yeah exactly. Well... I do feel like we outdid a couple other families that we passed along the way who who got we could tell they were, you could tell when someone was lost you know we always we moved with a purpose we knew where we were going uh, you could tell when we were passing a couple families who were like no wait is this what we were just over there but if we go over here is that going to take us to the next I don't know and so we would just pass them by you know playing through Playing through. That's right. Stay to the That's right. James Franco buried under some corn cobs, <laughs> sawing off his own arm with a rusty pocket knife. Yeah, do what you got to do. I guess there was a little bit of. Uh, I was proud of our of of the family for sticking sticking together and getting through the corn maze. But I do feel like I did uh, dominate the experience. I should have let my kids enjoy it more <laughs> instead of just forcing them through it as fast as we can through the shortest possible way. <laughs> I could have let them explore the corn maze a little bit and maybe get lost. Get some ticks. Mm-hmm. A Lyme disease. Did you at least take them to get some, I don't know, I don't mean to be funny by saying corn dogs, but, like, is there some <laughs> festival food that you can yes, enjoy afterwards? there was apple cider donuts. See? We ate, we ate the everything out of them. We ate, we bought a, what did we ate do? Ate the apple cider out of them. Ate the apple cider right out of those donuts. So, what was great is that so there was a huge line for the concession stand where you'd buy the apple cider donuts that you were going to eat, you know, if you're going to eat them. But then they also had another line, like a little market. And there you can buy the apple cider donuts, like in a package of six or 12. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're bringing them out and stacking them up there. And they're so fresh that they're like steaming the inside of the plastic thing. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Why am I going to stand in line to buy four donuts, like a half hour line to buy four donuts? When I can just buy a half, you know, buy six and walk right up to the register and check out, I'll just open it up and eat them with, the, you know, hand everyone their donut. And we'll have two mm-hmm. extras to fight over at the end. So we did that. And they're just so damn good. And uh, they melt in your mouth. And, you know, I know we talked about uh, turkey fryers earlier and, and not wanting to have a vat of oil in your house. But if there was some way that I could make my own apple cider donuts, I probably would never leave the house again. That's so good. Uh, you know, donuts are the new cupcakes. Uh, people now, instead of wedding cakes, which had already sort of gone away in favor of towers of cupcakes, yeah. are doing donut towers at their weddings. Wow. So if either of your kids get married, which they can do now that the family curse of you pushing through the corn maze has been lifted and they're they're respectable enough to find love, <laughs> uh, you can tell them to have a apple cider donut tower at their wedding the other thing that i saw at, at a wedding recently that i wasn't at but i saw posted was the ten thirty cheeseburger and fries bar at a wedding oh now for we, all the people who are hammered we had a dessert table at ours that came out at like ten thirty, which was great it was a huge hit but man to have like cheeseburgers and french fries at ten thirty after dancing and drinking all night well i know. always need protein and grease after i've been drinking yeah. all night you know, if I eat, because I'm already, my blood sugar's all screwed up from being drunk, and then when I chase that with a bunch of 
desserts. Uh, it's not, that's not good for me. Yeah. But having a bunch of hamburgers and fries, that's just good for you. Yeah, it, it is. This is just what the doctor ordered. I guess you could have donuts as the bun for the hamburger. Now that is a wedding I want to be at. Well, folks, it's time for another episode of The Paternity Test to let the kids trade prescriptions for Freaky Friday. Follow us on Twitter at The Dad Test, like us on Facebook, and visit our website, paternitypodcast.com, or email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com. You can catch us Tuesdays at chicagoparent.com and call our voicemail, 657-BAD-DADS, and tell your friends about the show. Also, tell them to consider a donation of the show via our PayPal link at paternitypodcast.com. All right, everybody, remember... If you're listening to this in the future and gravy is a thing of the past, please make sure to send a robot back in time to destroy all the electric turkey fryers. And until next time, best of luck passing the paternity test. (laughs) 